Hi, this is Kristen. How are you? I am so glad that you decided to press play on this episode today because it's a really important episode. I have some things I need to say and I want to say them out loud so that everybody can hear. So gather around, huddle up. Here we go. There are thousands of you that listen to this podcast and I'm just so grateful for your time. I'm honored that you would choose to be here with me each time that you listen and especially this episode. I'm recording today because I made a mistake. And even when I was told I had made a mistake, my brain literally did not process the information and I just finally got there last night. So yes, two episodes are coming out today and I don't even care because I understand the mistake I made and it's time for a correction. I'm going to tell you everything, but the first thing that I want you to know is that this episode is an apology. It's an apology to my black colleagues who I overlooked in my episode, ADHD is not just for white people. In that episode, I said that I haven't found any black ADHD coaches. My exact words were, in actively looking for a black ADHD coach who coaches adults, I haven't found anyone. Now, my friends, this is not true. It's misinformation, and it came out of my mouth. Not only did it come out of my mouth, but thousands of you heard it. And so I want to make sure that thousands of you hear me correcting my mistake. There are black coaches who coach adults with ADHD. Obviously, I I knew this prior to the episode. And what I had written down to say to Shannon was, I haven't come across many black coaches who coach adults with ADHD. That's what I had planned to say. That's what I wrote down to say. And for two weeks, that's literally what I thought I said, which I know is bizarre, but it is true. I thought I had said, I haven't come across many black coaches who coach adults with ADHD. Now, even that statement is still problematic, and if we were to unpack it here on this episode, we could point out all of the flaws in that statement. I've been digging into it for the last two weeks because that's what I thought I said. I've been coaching myself. I've been getting coached on it. I see the problems with it, and I wish I hadn't even said that, but you guys, I didn't say that. What I actually said was, I haven't found anyone. And that's just absurd. It's not true. And you all need to hear me say that. Now, this is the part where you're probably wondering why I said I haven't found anyone. And I'm embarrassed to tell you that I don't know. It would be so much easier if I could give you a logical explanation, even if that explanation was self-incriminating. But I can't. It wasn't what I had planned to say, it wasn't what I thought I said, but it did come out of my mouth. And it's not the truth. So I want to say very directly to my black colleagues, I am so sorry. I can't imagine what you must have thought and felt when you heard this come out of my mouth and what you must have been feeling over the last couple weeks in the absence of an apology. I sincerely apologize. And to all of you others who are kind of listening into this conversation, here's where I would like to go from here. 
First, I'm going to delete that segment from my conversation with Shannon. Obviously, that's a no-brainer. Next, I'm going to continue to have these conversations centered around ADHD, not just being for white people. And when I do, I'm going to make an effort to highlight ADHD coaches who are not white. I want to publicly thank two people who have been really important in the last couple weeks. First, longtime listener Stacy Michelle, she reached out to me and lovingly pointed out my mistake. And even though my brain 100% didn't process it until a week and a half later, she was brave enough and willing enough to just point it out. And I appreciate it so much. You should all go check out her YouTube channel, ADHD is the New Black. And I want to thank my friend, Yakini Pierce, who had the most beautiful conversation with me last night, and she challenged me to go back and listen to what I had actually said, and that was so helpful. She just was asking for the facts, and I realized that I was a little unclear about the facts, and so that led me to realize my mistake, and it's what has given me the opportunity to correct that, which I am so grateful for. Thank you, Yakini. And you can find Yakini on Instagram at ADHDlove2020. And lastly, I want to make it very, very, very clear that this is just more evidence that I am nowhere near close to perfect. Obviously, I definitely have ADHD. The blurred lines between my ADHD symptoms and impairments and my own flawed human nature are difficult for me to navigate, and sometimes I say and do things that hurt people. I hate that this is reality, but it is reality. So please don't put me on a pedestal. Do not. I do not consent to be put on a pedestal. I am flawed. I have ADHD. I make mistakes. Please always know that when you're listening to me, you're listening to a human woman with ADHD. Nothing more nothing less. I want to tell you that I've been experiencing like extreme amounts of negative emotion these last few weeks. And now I understand it was because my work here with this particular episode, with this particular conversation, it wasn't fully complete. There was a mistake that needed to be corrected, a mistake that I didn't even see. Now, I want you to invite negative emotion that negative emotion that comes with failure, invite it in. Because if you don't use it to shame and blame yourself, it can be a profound teacher. I know that we talk a lot about acceptance around here. And what I want to be very clear about is that accepting your flaws does not mean dismissing the consequences of your flaws. Accepting your ADHD does not mean hiding behind it as an excuse. Accepting your humanity and your ADHD symptoms and impairments sometimes means recognizing the ugliness of it all, acknowledging when it's hurt people, and doing your part to make amends. In closing, I want to read a portion of Pema Chodron's book, Fail, Fail Again, Fail Better. It's been an amazing comfort to me, and I want to share it with you. So here's what Pema says. She says, this is the thing. I have been in this space of feeling like a failure a lot of times. And so I feel like a pro in this space, actually. 
And I used to be like anybody else when I was in this space, I just kind of closed down and there was no awareness or curiosity or anything. I carried a lot of habitual reactivity of trying to get out of that space of feeling like I had failed. And then as years went by, and meditation had a big part to play in this, I began to get to the place where I really do become curious when I find myself once again in this space that you can call failing. The kind of raw, visceral feeling of having blown it or failed or having gotten something wrong or having hurt someone's feelings, whatever it is. And so I can tell you that it is out of this space that real, genuine communication with other people starts to happen because it's very unguarded, wide open space where you can look out your eyes unless you're getting into the blaming yourself or blaming others. But you can look out your eyes and go beyond the blame and just feel the bleedingness of it, the raw meat quality of it. You can't describe it, but I bet everybody knows what I'm talking about. And so in that space, communication with others And all of life happens. And my experience is that it's from that space that our best part of ourselves comes out. It's in that space when we aren't masking ourselves or trying to make circumstances go away that our best qualities begin to shine. All right, my friends. I love you and I like you. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.